Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. We've got the actors, the producers, the writers on strike. And the top grossing films of 2023 are Super Mario Brothers and Barbie. Get my hand around that. Oppenheimer is gathering momentum. And, and then there's the Barbenheimer phenomenon. I had no idea what that was. I had to look it up. Because my friend Murray Pomerantz, who's one of the most knowledgeable people on the planet about film and one of the most highly respected uh, people when it comes to film, has written some of the most respected and incredibly positively reviewed books. Murray sent me uh, an email and he said, Barbenheimer. I thought, what the hell is Barbenheimer? So I looked it up. We're going to play something in a, in a bit. I'm not going to play right now. I'm going to play some audio in a minute. So you really had me confused, Murray. I, I had no idea. And I should tell everybody that uh, your new book is Silence from Hitchcock, and it's out on Tuesday, right? That's correct. Congratulations. Thank you. You're confused, eh? <laughs> well, okay. so, so, we, huh? we don't want you to be confused as long as the rest of us are confused. <laughs> no, but I was. I thought, Bar- 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 Barbenheimer? Yeah, I think what it is is a kind of public, casual response to the release of these two apparently totally incongruent movies at the same time. And I've been sort of struggling with this, Roy, because... I got to tell you, the more I think about these two movies, the more I begin to think they're not so incompatible. Can I just? Yeah, tell us why you think that way. Okay. January 1945, Matt Matson and Elliot Handler form Matt L. Matt Matson and Elliot Handler, along with his wife Ruth. And she shortly afterwards gains control of the company and in March of 1959 releases the Barbie doll. So Barbie starts with a company that began in January 1945. And in April 1945, Roosevelt dies. In July 1945, the A-bomb is tested in New Mexico. And in August 1945, it is exploded over Hiroshima. 1945, Barbie's birth, in a way, certainly the birth of the company that could give her birth, and the birth of the bomb, the Oppenheimer Project. Oppenheimer was the physicist who was put in charge of the Manhattan Project to develop the bomb. He was managing a lot of other physicists. It's very strange to me because two things about these films. Barbie is pink hot pink. Everything is pink. So I guess if you hate pink, you don't go see this movie, but it's gorgeous, hot pink. And everybody raves in the movie about what a wonderful world it is. The world is wonderful. Everything is wonderful. And the world has been created 
for Barbie, whereas when the Barbie doll came out in 1959, little girls bought the Barbie doll or got it bought for them so they could make up the world that Barbie would inhabit, a world that was not essentially just dolls having babies, which is the only thing girls' dolls did up until then. So there was a kind of liberation with the Barbie doll, but now our movie Barbie just wants to be like a human, and what that turns out to mean is she wants to be able to give birth. No brain just a reproductive system. So it's Barbie for the age of the end of the ERA, for one thing, but also coming out at the same time as a movie that Christopher Nolan actually claimed he was using special effects in in order to give the audience the feeling of being in an atomic blast. I told you, I I heard that, that, Roy. I didn't realize that. I literally went nuts. Yeah. Like, what kind of person wants anyone to feel an atomic blast? I can't imagine. Well, uh, but I you know I told you I'm I'm determined to see Oppenheimer, but because of the historical perspective. Sure, sure, and it will do that. It will be a historical biopic, and there'll be lots of actors playing you know key parts, and it will be very interesting, I'm sure. But the reason younger people are going to see this movie is for the big boom, the mega boom which is being advertised as a bigger boom than you have ever experienced in a movie theater, etc. In other words, in atomic stuff. In a way, that's sick. Did you say sick? I did say sick. <laughs> I think you're right. I think it's very sick. Because and I've I, seen I've seen the documentaries of what happened when those bombs dropped on Hiroshima and Nagasaki. And I've seen the people, and I, and I watched yeah. with absolute... I mean, I, I understand why it took place, because yeah, yeah. I understand the history of the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But when you actually see... Mega destruction. Mega destruction. Hundreds of... Tens and tens of thousands of people in both cities killed instantly. Yeah. But then hundreds of thousands of them poisoned by radiation. Yeah, it's awful. die later. It's, it's awful. It was just, it's just you know. It's absolutely awful. Okay, yeah. so, so now that you've properly depressed me... Yeah. <laughs> let, let me. I have a fifty-three-second clip here sure, of, of, of Professor Oppenheimer, the theoretical physicist who led the uh, the crew that developed the atomic bomb, and the Nazis had been trying that for some time earlier. But here's what Oppen, Oppenheimer had to say. Have a listen. He knew the world would not be the same. What do you get when you hear that? 
seriousness, deliberation, cheerleading all mixed into one. It's the war effort. We have to defeat the Nazis. We have to do this. We are compelled to do this. We better do it right. But it's a kind of forward thrust, right? We're going to do this. We're getting closer to doing this. We're ahead. We're moving. And then we get to the punchline where we do it and we explode it. See, what I was hoping, and uh, I'm still hoping when I, when I see the film, and I'll come away with this, that it will be a, a, a teaching moment and a learning moment for people. That Because we're in a very precarious world right now. Uh, we live in a very uh, on-edge world. And uh, history has a nasty way of repeating itself. Because we don't learn every 50 or 60 years some... People come along and say, oh, well, we, we can do this again, only this time we'll win. Maybe. I don't, I don't know how. It, I, that, the, the, every 50 or 60 years, somebody or some people arrive on the scene and we go right through it again. Um, so I hope that doesn't happen. I hope well, Oppenheimer is a, is a teaching moment. I have no idea what Barbie would teach me. <laughs> well, yeah. Barbie's going to teach you that the world is wonderful. It's going to teach you how you can have fun and what boys and girls should be. Okay, so... I, I, before we take the break, please give me 60 seconds on why you think now, with the strike going on in Hollywood, it's not about movies anymore. It's about publicity instead of the film. Why? Oh, I think it is about publicity instead of the film. You know, Oppenheimer's only doing half the business that Barbie's doing, but the name Oppenheimer and the idea of Oppenheimer is out there anyway. What we're getting is a kind of trailer mentality where people expect things in advance. They see clips in advance. The clips are often preposterous. I saw a trailer today for the Mission Impossible movie, which was essentially an advertisement for how hard it was to make this movie because they kept showing you shots of the team shooting the movie. And that was a trailer. So in other words, we don't want to see movies anymore. We want to learn about how everything is done. But in Oppenheimer, we're not going to learn how that bomb was done. That's a federal secret. And in Barbie, we're not going to learn how she was invented because that's a trade secret. So the illusion of learning how things are done, but not really learning how things are done. Okay, I think I've got that. Um, Barbie, hey, yeah. Oppenheimer was made by a guy who was born 25 years after that bomb went off. So by the time he was aware of what was going on in life, let's say around the age of 20, he was mm -hmm. 45 years after the bomb went off. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So it's, you know, kind of displaced association. People who are old enough to have been close to that, boy, oh boy, it, it vibrates, really vibrates as a moral fact. But people who are very, very young, for them it's a spectacle. It's an extravaganza. Yeah, yeah, and true. both of these films are major spectacles. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you have to remind yourself that it, it, it was real, that uh, it, it, was, it was real, the, uh, the atomic bomb. What I want to do here is just open up our phone lines for a couple of minutes. And, I'm, and only to people who have done the Barbenheimer experience We'll keep Murray on the phone with us. And uh, if you've done the Barbenheimer thing and you've seen Oppenheimer and Barbie, give us a call at 
1-800-263-2428. If you've seen both of the films, not if you intend to see them, but in fact, if you have seen them. And did anybody see them on the same day? I don't know if any of our listeners have actually seen them both or any. I'm sure. Well, I would think that would be the ultimate Barbenheimer, Barbenheimer experience. And then you'd have to decide which one to see. Yeah, on the same day, right? That would be you would see, uh, You'd see Oppenheimer first because you're smart enough to know it'll be a downer. Yeah. And then Barbenheimer, uh, Barbie's going to bring you back like an upper. Okay, look, can I take a deep breath here and, and move away from from Barbie and Oppenheimer? Because you also sent me an email that has to do with the idea of the summer blockbuster. And you say it started in 1975. I, I can't believe the 75 was the year for Jaws. And, uh, and then it moves all the way to the Barbenheimer. Uh, here we go again as the summer blockbuster of 2023. So, what's, yeah, with the, what's with the summer blockbuster idea? And it isn't, it isn't. That everyone thought it was going to be. The publicity was, get ready, this is the blockbuster for 2023. And then more or less out of the clouds with not too much advance warning came Barbie, and Barbie has swept Oppenheimer away. So Barbie is the is the summer blockbuster, but it's a funny kind of blockbuster. I mean, Jaws was... You know, the shark with the... I teeth, love you know. Jaws. Oh, my God, yes. You well, kidding you me? A bigger boat, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Oh, I just the other night we were watching, um, Cynthia and I were watching the, uh, the scene of uh, Scheider and Dreyfus, and who was the other guy? Robert the, Shaw. Robert Shaw, one of my favorites. Um, and and they, they were singing the show, Me, The Way to Go Home, right? And then you see the uh, figure in the water... And show yeah, me yeah. the way to go. Home. Oh, yeah, I'm tired. Yeah. I want to go to bed. You know, and then you hear, then you hear, hey, Murray, hold on. Then you hear, boom, and the boat, boat takes a hit, right? Oh yeah. Man. And then, it, boom, it takes another hit, and they know the shark is back. Boy, that made my summer. That movie. Oh, it made a lot of people summer, and it was the first time <laughs> a movie had made people. Summer, Bruce, and that's why it's called the box. Bruce, it was Bruce, Bruce the shark, Bruce the shark, Bruce, Bruce the, shark. the shark. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So enough of this. You also wrote <laughs> to me about the, the the new Tom Cruise Mission Impossible movie, and yeah. and okay, so off you go. Tell us about it. Well, um, tell us what you wrote to me about it. Yeah, he runs. He <laughs> runs real fast, and don't get in my way. He runs. Don't get in my way. I'm running. Don't get in my way. In a tuxedo. In a tuxedo. I'm running. Don't get in my way. <laughs> Uh, you wrote. I, you wrote running to the market, running to the, <laughs> the dentist. Boy, is he ridiculous! I was wondering, you know, given when I looked at the numbers for that film, and for the Indiana Jones film, and then I looked at the numbers for Barbie. See the here he goes again. Is, He's back to Barbie. Say, no, just hang on. Okay. You can say anything you want about Barbie. It's not a traditional adventure film. Right. Not one of those Tom Cruise extravaganzas. I'm wondering if the public is getting a little tired of those, if they're fading out. Oh, really? And if something yeah, ra radically new is coming in. Because I would have thought that the Tom Cruise movie would have pumped an awful lot more money on its opening weekend. And it's not. It hasn't, eh? No. Mm. Now, that's partly the strike, I think. He was a little confused by the strike and didn't know if they could open it in certain cities. But... Uh, we may you know, I would pay. I would pay money to. I would pay in the theater to go see Maverick again. But I'd like to see it in an IMAX. 
Uh, Because you like maybe aviation, right? And it's an it is no. I like the adventure movie. I like that. Yeah, 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 but it's a flight. I I love bullets with Steve McQueen. Yeah, Um, Cruise is always contriving ways to put the audience in motion. So if not a car, a small car, if not a small car, we're we're done. Time's up. Uh, uh, <laughs> I wasn't watching the clock. I always enjoy the conversations. Thank you so much. And uh, Murray Pomerantz's new book again is Silence from Hitchcock. It's out on Tuesday. Thank you, Roy. We'll talk soon again. If you want to hear more, subscribe to The Roy Green Show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you find your favorites. And if you like what you hear, leave us a review and tell a friend. I'm Roy Green. Have a great weekend. 